Welcome to the Trailer Island Podcast. It's another episode. It's another Wednesday. How are we all doing? Hello. Hello, everyone. Yeah. So well. So well. That's very good because I I'm, I've enjoyed this movie that we're going to talk about oh, today. Oh, me too. Yes. You know what? I love you guys. Like Thank love. you. Uh, oh, okay. Love. Mm. As we all know, you're all monsters as well. Yes. Yes. Ah, oh. oh, I see what you totally just did not even, that wasn't even subtle. No. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Alex, and I'm joined, as I am every week, by... Matthew. Steve. And we are the Trailer Island Podcast. We compare films to their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? And this one, you know, compared to last week, this was an easy watch. Would it's, agree? it's a very, very easy watch, but a pleasant watch. It's probably the easiest watch I've had in a quite a long time. Oh. Maybe for uh, the podcast as well. Interesting. Is it as easy as it was for Matthew to purchase his new watch? Because that thing... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they did. That watch that you've got is seriously. Yeah, they didn't need. So I ordered this online from the island internet, and they didn't need to deliver it to me. They just basically rolled it down a hill, and it found its way to me because it's so big. Yeah, I know we're in a completely non-visual medium. Yeah, being a hey podcast. everyone, look at look at my watch. Man, I had to buy a dishwasher <laughs> with his watch. <laughs> That's anyway. literally his dinner plate is yeah. on his wrist. Yeah. <laughs> Please never, <laughs> ever, ever make that noise again. Okay, no promises. W- one more time. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, this movie we're talking about does have a good bit amount of practical, you know, goos and bloods and like. I wasn't sure about an- animatronic monsters yeah. and stuff. At so, the start, it does. But yeah, I think it, it, they, sort of... it does get more CGI as it goes yeah, on. As it but goes yeah. on. And then that's fine. Anyway, uh, who wants to introduce the Ooh, film this week? Me, please, because. Um, it was your suggestion. No, no, it? no. This is a request from uh, another one from my brother, Lee. I ha- I did actually watch. I also very much like You should have told me because now I don't know that it was a request from your brother, which I could specifically then do a thing about. From Essex? Where he's from. He's from Bordergaster as well, so don't worry. <laughs> do, do, do you know anything about Essex that you could you could do? No, that's why I needed time to prepare. Sorry. Oh, he's upset now. What are we going to do? How do uh, we, how just introduce the film. Tickle Monster. <laughs> All right. We are doing the uh, new film Love and Monsters. Don't move. Let me see it. Don't move, Amy. Let me see it. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. I love it. That's super sweet because it's terrible. <laughs> oh my god. Where have you been, Joel? Amy, I love you. I'm gonna come find you. The day of the monster uprising was the day I lost everyone. Only a small fraction of humanity survived to move underground. I've been scanning for Amy the entire time. And now I finally found her. Joel! Hey! Joel! Amy, is that you? Oh my god! Hey! How far away is Amy's colony? 85 miles. It's an impossible journey. Everything will try to kill you. Don't fight, just run and hide. Uh, okay. You really got me going. You got me so I don't know what I'm doing. You all alone? Me too. You don't have to talk about it. You want to come with me? Look out! Is that a samurai sword? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Listen to your instincts out here, man. 
What if I have terrible instincts? You'll die. Super encouraging speech. You made it all this way for a girl, huh? You ever hear the term fool's errand? No! Amy! I miss you so much. We have lost this war. We could still take our world back. You're more of a survivor than I thought. I'm just gonna say this from the from the get go. I think the movie is much better than that trailer suggests. The trailer's alright though. The trailer is alright, but I think there is a there's a legitimate heart to this movie. Yeah, for for what it is that that trailer doesn't actually convey, and I think that's great because the trailer is good. And then you watch the movie, and if if you guys, I don't know if you felt the same way as me, but I was pleasantly surprised at just how good this film was. There are a lot of uh, payoffs. Like, yeah. There is a lot. There is a lot going on in this movie. For, you know, even though it's sort of a a fun adventure, mm. post apocalyptic Indiana Jones story, comes to mind for uh, me. Didn't come to mind for me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, the again, the trailer is a bit misleading. It is because it implies that he has. You know, it's about him searching for this girl that he used to know in the film. He already knows where she is. Yeah, well, that's he knows exactly where he's going. It's what. No, it's what well, in the trailer, they come out and say she's eighty-five miles away. True. Yeah, yeah, but the trailer says he never. He's been trying to search for her on these radio frequencies, where in fact, in the film itself, he's already been talking to her. Mm. Oh, right, 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 right. And but his his catalyst for going and finding her is more fleshed out in the film. It is, of course, yeah. rather than. It's about him just working out where she is and he's going to go in the film. He knows where she is, but he's got problems. <laughs> I also want to say that the motivation for getting him out of the, out of the bunker, I, I love that. I thought it was great. For him to go, well, I'm not really contributing to the team here at all. I'm cooking minestrone and looking after the cow. <laughs> I'm just going to go. I thought it was great. And I yeah. think this film, like in that moment you suggest, uh, it's, got, it's got a really good comedy to it. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a very endearing comedy. It's not it's not like a Deadpool kind of in your face comedy, but it's it's a bit kind of um, I, I guess in, no, I've already said it. Endearing is is probably the best word for it for me. Is this this film could absolutely have played out as a horror? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, one of those just everything is against you. It's a monster film, but this is done in, in a really nice way that's just fun. It's enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, it's a- you, you really sort of feel for this main guy. <laughs> Who he is very flawed. He's yeah, not. He's, and he's rubbish at basically surviving. Mm-hmm. And all of those scenes could almost played out exactly as they did, if edited and scored differently. And it would be a horror film. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, we're smiling through, through <laughs> it's, this. It's not a horror film. It's a road movie. It's a yeah. road movie. Yeah, it That's is. What it is. Yeah. It's, a bo- it's a boy, and well, it's not his dog, but he finds a dog very early on in the film. Who grows a dog? And uh, a very good dog. And it's him and the dog, and they meet a few friends on the way, and a few adversaries on the way, and uh, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's a romp. Uh, the closest thing I've got to compare this to is Zombieland. This felt this hit on a lot of the zombie Zombieland beats. Yeah, and not just in terms of like the road movie itself. It's it's also got the 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 relationship sort of character arc there as well. 
Yeah, I, I got a lot of zombie land out of this. I, I, I think there were a lot of films that this was pulling from and it did it quite <laughs> well. Like the, the start of it gave me a, um, it felt a bit Men in Black. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. it's like you're discovering this world for the first time. And I really enjoyed the story that this was telling. I don't know if it's based on a book or a comic, is it? I, I don't know. Apparently not. Okay. Apparently not. I think it's just been sort of a screenplay that's been floating around for almost 10 years, sort of been production nice. hell, blacklist sort of, sort of thing, and okay. only really found its feet in 2018. Well, should we talk about what the story is <laughs> actually about? Because we have yeah. our main character, Joel, and Joel is trying to find Amy. Mm-hmm. And now they were in California and they were... It's not California. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, it, it's it's set in California, it's, but it's yeah. been shot in Brisbane, Australia. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to talk about that later because <laughs> we'll, get shot, that. we'll get to that. The shot of, of in the trailer of they're in a, a suburban California street, I'm like... <laughs> That's Australia. It does not look like anywhere other than Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. We're talking about the story. Yes, sorry. Okay. Yes, the focus, story focus. is that they, they live in California and there's a big media... And it's... You know, this is very Lord of the Rings. The prologue is exactly how Lord of the Rings tells its story. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Matthew, just roll with me here, okay? okay? all right. Because it's telling you a little story at the start to get you into the... Catch you up with what's going on. It does it through his sketchbook of sorts, doesn't yeah, it? which is nice. I like his and, little sort of artist thing. And a meteorite is coming to Earth and Earth is like, oh, no, nah, you're not going to get us with that meteorite because we're all uh, New Zealand. Sure. We're all Korg, yeah. We're all Korg now. Why not? Um, and they're like... Okay, Okay, we're going to shoot some big old ballistic missiles up mm. at this thing and they've used some sort of really dodgy chemical to make it work and they've stopped the meteorite, but all those chemicals have now come down on Earth and turned all our little bug friends into big, giant, scary monsters. And I love uh, that premise. Just I from, think it's cool. Yeah. First five minutes, I thought, this is a movie that if they do it right, I'm going to like it. Yeah, and Joel was like, you know, we're, we're what, five, five, six, seven years later? Yeah. The it's main like part that. of the film is set and we're introduced to him and there are these pockets of survivors that have gone underground. They're talking about 95% of the planet's yeah. population yeah. has been decimated. Yeah, by these big insects. And also, apparently, the chemicals also affected humans. Okay. And so, a lot of people also suffered. I mean, it's like, don't get me wrong, it's a comedy. This is this sounds a lot heavier. <laughs> this sounds a lot heavier than the movie Again, actually Again, why it could have played out as a horror. It could, and it could. And I think if they played this as a straight horror, they would have actually been doing themselves a disservice because that yeah this is very i just realized this is very 28 days later yeah oh, very, yeah. very yeah. as oh. well so you know that's probably the other extreme of an example <laughs> like i i find it difficult to imagine that as a comedy mm. uh but uh you know we can always we can always dream and so joel is it's joel yeah it's joel and he is in one of these uh colonies with about a dozen people and he, as Steve mentioned earlier, he realizes that he's kind of useless because he can't fight monsters. Yeah. He's like, guys, I don't do anything here to help you. I'm going to go and try and find Amy, who is 85 miles away mm. through the California hillsides. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you say that as um, with, with air quotes as he walks through <laughs> forests of gum trees. Yes. Yeah. Very Australian um, fauna. Which actually, I think, are actually quite common in California. But anyway. Really? Yeah, they, they, they imported them and they're everywhere. How about that? And quite responsible for a lot of their bushfires. So we've set up that premise, mm. which, which is great. And then, like you say, if you take that premise, easily could be a straight horror movie. Yep. But then the film does not take very long in subverting that, in providing you with a main character who is not... In fact, it's in the trailer. He says he feels like Tom Cruise. I love that line because he is not Tom Cruise. <laughs> mm, He's yeah. so useless. And I love his clumsiness. He, he can't aim. He can't do anything. And that makes such a... 
just a fun character, mm. especially when you have people who are not being nasty to him, but they are going like the people he's with who do care about him. And he's yeah. saying, I'm going to go out there like, Joel, maybe, maybe not. And he, and he, but he's sort of a bit clueless as to, he's not quite accepting, I think, his flaws. He's going, no, I can do it. I could do it. Yeah. I think what helps that is Dylan O'Brien. Yeah. Who, I, I mean, I watched him in the Maze Runner and Scorch Trials and I was like, this guy is so forgettable. <laughs> so forgettable. Like, I don't remember a word he said. Harsh. Him in this is is great playing the the awkward guy, doing like the like the real sort of everyman character. Yeah. Is, it actually works for him. It does. But he, he also has that. He, the, the, what I like about this film is he, he also narrates it a fair yeah. bit. Mm. And he narrates it over sequences like throughout the movie. And so you sort of get what's happening inside his head but it's also you get from context that he's this narration is happening in the future shall we say like he's looking back it's almost like he's telling you the story mm-hmm. and, I, and so there are these great moments where the, the film is edited quite well where he's like freezing or because he freezes up in moments of danger he's like, oh, I've got a pretty serious freezing thing and it's to me it was just those little subtle things like the, the fact that the voiceover interacts with what he's doing in in the current scene plus the the, the cutting around that elevates what could have been actually a fairly forgettable movie elevates it into a higher class of filmmaking for me well he his his character being i guess he starts off being so useless is the story is that he can overcome that mm-hmm. he can grow as a person That's right. and because he he's made so likable we want to see that journey <laughs> and i guess the film could have subverted that even further if he just didn't grow and was just carried by everyone yeah but in this case he's required to and it's shown in the trailer as well that it be, he starts to become uh, if you know maybe lucky with some of the things <laughs> that he gets away with yeah. but he he needs a lot of help to get there, whether it be the dog that he finds or uh, you know the people along the way, like he's joined by Michael Rooker. Yeah, I can't remember the, his his character's name and the young girl as well, and like this young girl who's probably five or six years old mm. is so much more useful it's than like he a, is. A survival expert at like six or seven yeah. years old. Yeah, and I guess they have to be because they've decided to live above ground, whereas where where all the monsters are. Mm. And it's actually that's used as a good way to introduce us to the types of monsters that there are too because it turns out mm. not all of them want to eat you. They're also very yes. dangerous. Yes, yes. But it also gives you a clue into callbacks to these scenes that happen that help mm. things along the way. And that's where I have a little bit of a problem. Oh, here we go. Is that the film, I don't think drives home enough some of the information that we're given and the consequence of that is that it feels the need to remind the audience quite blatantly Mm. and Mm. in your face by characters either repeating lines or they hear lines again in their head they go Uh, go, hey audience just remember this thing yeah Mm. Yeah. and you go well of course we do okay yes we we, yeah all right it's not a long movie it's like a hundred minutes i think yeah and 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 it didn't need to be any longer than that but i feel like Mm. the way that it integrated some of those story ideas into it it didn't trust the audience enough Uh, to go yeah yeah don't worry about it we know that you understand what's going on here they sort of go no actually remember this Mm. thing this is what's going on here because the guy said that earlier (laughs) and that's potentially my only actual i absolutely agree with you it's potentially my only issue with this film Mm. is that because it feel well it's it's twofold like you say it it could have done more work throughout the body of the film to show and not tell Mm -hmm. those things that it's Mm -hmm. that it's doing but as a result of of not quite succeeding there the the ending of this movie feels a little forced and i think because 
you don't see enough examples of what I'm not going to spoil it, but you don't see enough examples of what the end of this film is throughout the rest of the movie to believe that certain characters would make certain choices, shall we say. I understand what you're saying, but for me, that the ending came together really well for me. Oh, it's, it's still good. It's, it, yeah. I thought it was a very, very, uh, it was, it's a very satisfying character journey for, for what's his name? Joel. 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 Um, also, don't call your post-apocalyptic character Joel. I just <laughs> well, I was thinking of The Last of Us the whole way through. Oh, so I haven't oh, played Last okay. of Us, so I didn't make that connection. Um, yeah, I thought I thought that tied up really, really neatly. I, if I mean, if I was teaching, mm. this would be a, a film I would give to students and say, "Look, this is what you're supposed to do with characters. This is this is how you set up one theme. This is how you set up a second theme, and this is how it all ties together mm. without being too complex. Yeah. Because that ending is kind. It's been done. I don't know. You know, in every other film that, yeah. that's like this, there's yeah. nothing new. There's nothing uh, yeah. revolutionary about this. Like, no. you know, you, uh, the ending happened. I said, "Oh, that happens in Frozen." <laughs> you know, there are actually so many films that I thought about mm. along the way watching this film, and that didn't take me out of it at all. And yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and I think that's that's the terrific thing about it is it knows what it is, and it's just some of the there is a lot of CGI, and I should say the CGI is for the most part really good. Nope. Mm. Oh, I thought the monsters looked great. Nope. Okay, well... Just- I could really tell when you put practical <laughs> effects in there. Well, this is my point, though, is I, at the very beginning when they're still in the bunker, they have a breach of a, a giant ant gets in, and that is an animatronic puppet. It's got, like, oozing... I love it. Like, dripping stuff. So good. I wanted more of it. And it mm-hmm. looks so good. And I and it's a shame that they didn't do more real-life sort of puppetry. Yeah. You know, again, much like Jurassic Park in this film because... Again, love the whole movie, but that monster, when we're talking about the monsters elements in a love and monsters film, that first monster is the best one mm-hmm. because it looks real. Was the frog in the pool that was... That's CG. I, I think feel that's... like some of that was practical, though. Like the way they were getting the, the, the waves really sort of... Okay. I mean, I, I, I would believe that it oh, would be... Oh, the eye stalks. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's sure. even even the, the, the puppet at large as well. I feel like... Some of that must have been practical. Mm. If it really was all CGI, I would go, that's fantastic. But I feel like there was some of those puppets. Mm, yeah, definitely. yeah. Uh, there's a great bit where he falls into a, a nest of, of worms or something, like try and get him. And, he, and the, you know, a character comes along and helps him and blows up some of these worms. And you know that the bits of flesh that are falling on him and the, and the remains of these worms mm. are practical things yeah. that have got electronics in them so like their tentacles or whatever they are still like move twitch and stuff twitch and stuff and it looks so good if this was a david fincher film would that have been cgi yeah yeah but it would have been better cgi i I personally don't (laughs) mind the cg look in this movie there's a lot of it and i'm not saying it's like it looks real but i think i accept it for what it is and go i believe that that is what it's meant to be there are yeah. certain moments, though, where I shouldn't be noticing it. Mm. Um, the yeah. end is a bit different. The end, especially with there's there's a boat involved. Well, not even that. It's it's wide shots of 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 Joel traversing the country, and they're putting in like CG burnt out tanks and all that. Oh yeah, and you can actually see it sort of this rotoscoping effect around Joel and and bad lighting sort of hitting him as opposed to the landscape. Okay. I hadn't. Yeah. Look, you, you, I'm not saying you're wrong. I hadn't noticed that myself. No, mm-hmm. I, I hadn't. Um, Cared enough to notice that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I probably I think the scene with the uh, the land shark worm thing I'm going to call yeah. it. Like we got that big close up where he's hiding in the stump, which appears in the trailer. 
that was probably I was like, oh, okay, that CGI is a bit rough, but I didn't care. Yes, I agree. I this did film not care at all. And, and then it, you get the moment that's in the trailer with the exploding grenade. And I was like, that looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. That looks and so it, cool. And it comes back to that word, and it's going to be my word of this episode, which is endearing. When a film is this endearing, and you're so on board, you can forgive it for these little mm-hmm. trespasses, perhaps of. And then when he jumps into the river, we get the stand by me with the leeches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, See, leeches! So yeah. many, so many films. Oh, yeah. Call back to yeah. Them. So, um, it's yeah. It, it just how much fun is this film? It's great. I wasn't sure what you were referring to it, but uh, whether you were referring to the movie or the song, because they play the song in the movie as well. That is something else that I want to talk about. <laughs> no, I was referring to the film. Ah. But there is this beautiful little sub story with these robots yeah, oh, that apparently it. have existed called the Mavis robot. And I'm so sad. I love that sequence. And disappointed that he didn't strap her to his back oh, or something. Oh, yeah. 3PO, yeah, yeah, okay. 3 P- <laughs> C3PO. <laughs> so Mavis is, is these robots, apparently these quite very advanced, empathetic servant robots that exist. I love their voices. That's so good. And I get like we get probably one of the best scenes that I've seen in a film in a long time. With the use of music, I mean, yes, it's very easy to use a very a classic piece of music <laughs> to make you feel something. Mm. I was like, this is really nice. They have a moment just to sit down yeah. together and just a moment of peace together between him and this mm. robot. And they're looking at, I think, they're, are they sky jellies? Is that sky what you're jelly for sure. Oh, yeah. that is such a lovely... And again, another one of these moments where the film is showing you that this this shall we say what's the word um, mutation of these animals mm. hasn't resulted in them you know, I, I, what I loved about the very first Jurassic Park film the others have moved away from it slightly is the idea that these aren't monsters they are animals like they're not all just going to thirst for man flesh I mean mm. yes the velociraptors seem to hunt everyone like they're in an alien film but you know they're all animals and this film to a certain degree does the same thing where it shows you these more um, what's the word um, benevolent mm. monsters and there's this wonderful moment with these sky jellies it looks great and you, you love this Mavis robot and his scene with her and the way he... I love the way he interacts with people in this. He's, I, I don't know how to describe it, but he seems to sort of... It's almost like he's constantly just so used to talking to himself that he's not, he's not self-conscious in a way. He's just completely open all is, the time. Is he an example of um, humanity and perhaps more of its purest form? Something that's I missing so. from, from yeah. this post-apocalyptic innocent, world. That's the word. He's innocent. Innocence. He is very innocent. And, and not in a bad way, like not in a way that makes him sort of unbearable because he's, he's obviously aware of what's going on in the world. But he's do- doing it in such... He's so cheerful. And Chipper, yeah. I love which, that. Which, which is so surprising given the film does a really good job of explaining his trauma. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like very blatantly. Would you, I mean, it's in the trailer. We see what happens to his parents. Mm. But you're just like, that, that actor that plays Joel, he, he, just, he just had this such an emotive face whether they just like sprayed him with onions quickly before shots because he does sad very well. He does do sad very well. And he does sad very well in the third major on a film. So maybe you should watch that one, Steve. That's because he was sad the whole time. <laughs> Again, we talk. You're saying like there's a lot going on, and there is like for a, what could be a very simple film. We see at the beginning, his girlfriend at, um, before everything goes wrong gives him some pencils because he's trying to draw, and he is an artist. And you see some of the stuff he's done later in the film; it's really good. But you also see those pencils that he's still got, and they're like down to mm. stubs. Yeah, and, and he's, I, it's great. It's really. Cool. I think there's a lot of a lot of effort went into the detail of some of these scenes because we see at the start, like the, the people who are part of their clan who have passed or have been killed, 
and you see a picture like you think okay there's just some random pictures but there's effort gone into it when you we see him being rescued when everything hits the fan mm. uh, before the or as the apocalypse is happening oh yes and one of the people mm. pulling him away is someone that we've seen earlier mm. who's now passed away on this picture wall yeah i was like you know what there is a lot of effort going into this and absolutely is this an australian film no no okay no, it, was it, shot. Is, it was shot in brisbane it was shot in australia but Did that take us out of it at all? Because I went, this is this the, is Australia. The this suburban is- <laughs> stuff. I was like, yeah. yep. When, when they're in the streets, when they're when everyone's like panicking because the apocalypse is happening again. I think maybe because we've grown up here, but we just know what Australian streets look like, even in a different state from where we are. Like that's just an Australian mm. house. Like how could it be anywhere else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, the forest stuff, even though there are gum trees and that kind of thing, I, I could believe that that was not Australia. I feel like they did sure. that well enough. Yeah. Sure. As soon as they started doing forest stuff, I was like. We're going to see Kaipo. <laughs> As we did in Mortal Kombat. Is that shot oh, in Kaipo? Yeah. Uh, I think oh, in near that area. Oh, okay. Prologue yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the early yeah, stuff. This is, get, this is only for people who live in South Australia now. Yeah. Even though we're stuck on an island. Yes. Yes. Specifically. How about that north-south Just- corridor? <laughs> <laughs> that is a niche Adelaide reference, yeah. Steve. Not even people in Plimpton would know what that is. <laughs> oh, it keeps going. <laughs> you're, you're, you're ostracizing our audience who are not <laughs> from South Australia. Are they, from, are they from... No. I was going to say, I just enjoyed the fact that there wasn't world stakes. I think that's... The, that's there the wasn't what, what stakes? World stakes. World stakes. Yeah. So the world wasn't in threat here. That's right. And I think that's the benefit with post-apocalyptic stories is that the world is never at stake. It's always, you know, I think people were finally getting the grasp that you can use these apocalyptic set- settings to really tell some good character stories. Mm. Like uh, I mentioned Zombieland, that's great film. Yeah, yeah. Warm Bodies is another really good film as well. I haven't seen it. I have heard it's that's very good. very enjoyable. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah really, really, really like this. I, Very I harmless. I got. A, I do have a question for the both of you because um, we see in this film he's making a book of all the monsters he encounters, and he's called it Volume One in a very Guardians yes. of the Galaxy way. Yes. So they could make a sequel. Do we think that a sequel would ruin this movie? Would we like to see more? I think there's a lot of scope for expansion into this yeah. because now he is a bit. He's a bit more capable. Yeah. He's not entirely capable. I don't think he's the best monster fighter that ever lived when it comes to the end of this film. Yeah, no, uh, no. Because there are a couple of leadings, like the dog has this obsession with this red dress that belonged to his former master, but that's not resolved. Well, I have not seen the sequel yet. <laughs> they, they recast him as um, Eddie Redmayne. And the sequel's actually called Fantastic Beasts and When to Find Them. So he's, he's trying comedy. <sighs> I giggled a little bit in my, in my, in my belly. <laughs> You know, the power of editing <laughs> may come full swing into this segment. But you know what, Steve? I'm going to leave that in just so you can listen to it back. I think people just need to know. And everyone who listens to this podcast knows what it's like to deal with you on a weekly basis. I just want everyone to know that Alex Plisko has been making me look good for about almost a year. It, mm, it all comes crumbling down now, doesn't it? <laughs> it's going to have to. Yes. Oh, I think, look, I'd love to see um, a sequel to this, but I think, like you say, Steve, it's this first film, its strongest elements are the fact that it's focused on Joel's character and his journey. You know, I think that's fair to say that it, it is. It's his movie. And I think if they made yeah. a sequel, they've introduced these other characters. Let's not try and, I suppose, lose sight of the charm and 
the invitation into someone's life who's just trying to deal with stuff as best they can, even though they're not suited to it. Yeah, I mean, so because we've got the the two people that help me along the way, which are Minnow and Clyde. They're, yes. they're the, the older guy and the younger girl. It, it's heavily implied at the end that they would be involved in a sequel mm. and yep. it would be a different scene. What the stakes would be, mm. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I, I enjoyed the film. But I don't know if I care enough to pursue a sequel. I'm going to guess right now that we're going to get a uh, How to Train Your Dragon-esque thing where there's a big bug. Ah, right. And they're going to tame some of the... No, no, no. They're going to tame some of the friendly bugs and they're going to get saddles and they're going (laughs) to ride them on a journey to go somewhere and try and destroy this big bug. You see, considering how fun this movie is, I ordinarily, if someone pitched that to me, like, do you want to watch this movie? I'd throw up all over myself. But considering <laughs> how endearing this world is, I reckon I'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon, yeah, I'd watch that. If, if it can maintain that charm that this first one has, I, I'd be in for that. Are you, are you looking at me? We're, we're all looking at you. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't really. Like, I, I don't, honestly don't have much to say about this film. I just thought it was fun. Yeah. It's good to have a fun movie. I don't think it's like going to change the world. I think I thought it was a, a genuine surprise. I really mm. did not expect anything from this film. <laughs> I thought it was going to be some director Netflix for a reason. Well, oh, I, I, actually, I was sorry. I was very much. Um, we should state um, it, here in Australia that you can watch it on Netflix. Yeah. It did have a cinema release in the states last year. Yeah. Um, originally made by Paramount, so it's not technically direct to Netflix. Yes, dude. That's what I felt like. It, well. Uh, I don't. I don't look. I don't want to disparage. It's a pleasant surprise, and it's not a bad. Yeah, I don't. Either. I don't know. Why I'm getting worked up. You are saying you liked it, but so. I don't <laughs> care enough about it. Maybe that's, I don't think yeah. the film really it's cares not, about your opinions, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, that's not where I was going. <laughs> I would say. I would say this premise is, was done better in Zombieland. Zombieland is good. <sighs> yeah. I mean, no one's gonna dis- no one's gonna dispute that. Yeah. I'm not saying that this, but I mean, I, I personally. What, what, what is his journey in Zombieland? What is he trying to do? Just survive? He, uh, he tries to become a little bit more casual. At the beginning of that film, he, he's got the list of rules, yeah. right? Which is also touched on in this film as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, by the end of the film, he starts to sort of, you know, loosen up a little bit and he sort of starts to get off the rules a little bit more. But is there a grand overarching story? Like he's trying to get somewhere? I don't remember that. It's just the, it's just surviving. Isn't like trying it? to get the California to survive, I thought. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen yeah. Zombieland, but I would suggest that the films aren't perfectly comparable because Zombieland is, is an MA15 plus film. It was, it was, it's trying for a different audience. Mm. They are both comedies for, you know, pretty much. They're, they're just apocalypse comedies. But that this film is much more... I, I, don't want, I, I hate the phrase youth adult film but mm. i think it's, it's it is pitched towards the kind of 15 year old or families yeah. who would go and see mm. this i think a family could see this yeah i yeah. think i mean we're we're adults and we got a we had a blast i yeah. think it's fair, yeah. fair to say so i think it would work for how young would you let a, a person be to see this do you reckon because there are scary bits maybe nine or ten yeah i reckon that'd be the limit not much younger than that whereas Zombieland, i would suggest you'd have to be well you're 15 it's very gory a lot of blood uh, the trope of a lot of these films is that there is always this haven that apparently Mm. there's word of hate of this haven yeah safe for everybody to go to part of me there's a bit of suspension of disbelief that the army couldn't handle Mm. what was going on given on one-to-one combat most people are able to deal with these giant Mm. scary monsters obviously there's something else that we're missing yeah that 
the world's military couldn't defeat. You know what I mean? Oh, I get your point. I get your point. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Joel takes a few out with just a crossbow in the end, and he's useless. Yeah. So a tank would would no. I mean, again, yeah, it's suspension of disbelief. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, look, what a perfect time to wrap up. Mm. Uh, what are we going to out of five watts? Bug eyes, leeches, cows, or oh, milked cows, milked cows, mm-hmm. silos, minestrones. I think minestrone. I like minestrones. Oh, I do like a good minestrone. Yeah, yeah. Nice beef minestrone. Actually, I have one question about this film. It never actually answers the question as to whether he did make a good minestrone or if that was just him being an unreliable narrator. Important plot point as well. Very important plot point. Mm. Well, they- oh, one of my favorite running jokes is every time he meets a new group of people, they go, oh, what are you doing out here? Did you steal food? It's like, no, oh, no, I didn't steal food. Why does everyone think yeah. I'm a food stealer? I Even really that pays that. off. And yeah. it does and pay off. off yeah, too. it's great. Anyway, yeah, it, the, the comedy is so, so There lovely. are a lot of questions and there are a lot of answers in this yes. film. There are a lot of things that are set up and they pay off, mm-hmm. which is just- Mm. Nice. Unlike the minestrone thing. <laughs> well, I think well, it does actually. Even there, they do because they appreciate him for what, even though it may not be much, they appreciate him for what he does actually do. Yeah, that's right. Which is important yeah. to them. They legitimately, they're his. Yeah, they don't want him to go. Yeah, yeah. They, they are looking out. They, they are, are genuinely concerned for him, even though they're, they're to his face. You are useless at fighting. <laughs> that is why we don't want you to go. And yeah. he has this, you know, and, anyway, and so begins the journey. But yeah. go watch this movie. Yeah. So out of Minestrones, who would like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Give it two and a half. Oh. No. Surprising. No, three. Yeah. Okay. okay, better. Three. Better. I did I like I very much enjoyed it. I again, pleasantly surprised. Wouldn't go back and rewatch it though. Okay. I really uh, yeah. It, it's it's Dylan O'Brien. A very pleasant surprise. Uh, some of the CGI looks bad. The puppetry looks excellent. That gives it a lot more character, I feel like. That's all I got to say. I don't, yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. I, again, it's like you say, it's a pretty harmless movie. Yeah. And, and it's, I think, all the better for that. Going back to the trailer, this film, that, that trailer is perfect, I would suggest. It really gives you that. It, you know what the film's going to be mm-hmm. from that. So that was great. So I. I still didn't think the film was going to be as good as it is, though. <laughs> I was so genuinely surprised at, at how not average it was. I, I, I really think it's a legitimately good film. I'm going. I really loved it, and I and I've seen it a few times. I'm going to give it four and a half. Oh, I really, really enjoy a good adventure monster film. There you go. Well, I started watching this and put it on. Started watching it. And my wife, she was busy doing stuff. And then she popped her head in and then stood at the back of the couch for the first 15 minutes and watched as well. And she was like, I've got a lot to do, but I'm really enjoying this. I I can pause. And so, and I think that's a good indication of it is that if you, if you don't want to think about things too much, the film does it all for Mm, you. Yeah. And it does it in such a loving and friendly and fun way. That I there are there are questions and answers and payoffs and and there are some, you know there are some beautiful moments in this like Matthew you mentioned in the film nobody you wish you saw it again for the first time yeah and there are scenes in this film film that make me go I wish I could see that again for the first time because I was like this is so engaging and emotional and friendly and fun mm. and you know I'm going to share your score and go four and a half as well wonderful. Yeah, I think just that half is perhaps I, I don't know that I'll go back and watch it again immediately. Mm, sure, um, sure. And the and the the things that I raised earlier about the film not trusting its audience enough to yeah. know 
what's going on or it didn't develop those things enough, but that it's small compared to just how much fun I had watching this film. Mm. It, it is. I think that's the best word. It's, it's fun and endearing. I love that word endearing. It suits this one yeah. quite well. And innocent. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a solid, that's a solid... Uh, 12. Not, 12, yeah. Yeah. Math's good, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very good at it. We'd survive well, wouldn't uh, we? Yeah. Anyway, not to put any stress on you. Matt, rap. Would everyone do the things and message us? No, no, no. Actual rap. Oh, I you, I, like, can't, like, I will not be I'll doing that. I'll lay down the beach. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone, thank you for... That's been the Trailer Island podcast for this week. Thank you, everyone, for, for tuning in. Um, with new episodes every Wednesday. So please send through requests, send us messages, let us know what you thought. Your brother requested this. Uh, my, yes, thank you, Lee. And um, I hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about this. I, I certainly enjoyed talking about it. It was good fun. Um, so I am Matthew. <laughs> no, I, I nearly said for, Alex. You forgot a lot uh, of stuff then, but that's okay. Um, I'm Matthew. I was joined by Alex and Steve, shepherd of old people. And you can find us on all the social networks, all the all the social media things, all the places, <laughs> the beat boot bups. Uh, we got the Facebook, we got the Twitter, Instagram, some of the other th- things. Don't you forget can... about your, our Yahoo Answers. Uh, yes, that one. <laughs> you can Google us. We've got a website. Um, and it's a Facebook message. And uh, yeah, all that kind of thing. What's the email? Uh, the email is Trailer Island. No, no, no. What? Uh, I don't know what I, I say re- it every week. What's our What's our email? It's contact at trailerisland.com.au. <laughs> that one. What Alex said. And uh, you can find us on, on Spotify, um, Apple. We're, we're everywhere. So please sh- t- tell your friends, share us around, and yeah. He really got into like some slam poetry. Yeah. Whoa! So good. <laughs> I thought I ordered a large coffee. Our live leak has just shut down. <laughs> good night. <laughs> this is a Narrative Network podcast.